0: welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bown of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 77. So today I'm talking about how we can get ourselves into our best state, our most resourceful state for when we show up to facilitate art discussions, tours, programs, or lessons. And I'm sharing a number of different ways for you to turn up at your best. But before that, last week, I had the honour of chatting with Alex Woodall about the joys of working with objects creatively. We talked object dialogue boxes, rummaging through museum stores, engaging our senses and our imaginations, and much more. It was a lovely, lovely chat, so do go back and listen if you haven't yet. And as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire Bown. I'll put a link in the show notes. Now let's get on with today's show. So how to show up in a resourceful state. Well, how you show up is important, whether you're leading a tour, teaching an educational programme, teaching a lesson in a classroom, or facilitating a training. You want to make sure that when you arrive, you're in the best state possible. Now, in the coaching certification that I've been studying over the past year, we've been talking about how to show up in a resourceful state, and I'll explain what I mean by this in a moment. As part of this certification, I did many hours of coaching with clients, and I noticed that I was able to work better when I spent a little time before the session making sure that I showed up in the right way. And this is now something that I'm doing for all my commitments, whether it's a meeting or recording a podcast like this or facilitating a training. I take the time to make sure that I'm in my most resourceful state when I arrive. And this is something that we can all strive for in whatever people-facing commitments we may have, that we turn up in the right state and that we're calm, ready and clear to do our work in the best way we can. So being in a resourceful state is that feeling you have when you know you're in the right frame of mind. So let's take a guided tour as an example, but this could apply for anything. So you feel calm and clear in your mind, you know what you're doing and how you're going to get there. You have an eye on the time, but you don't feel rushed. You can formulate questions easily, you can improvise calmly when things go awry and you're able to make connections with even the most reluctant of participants any of this sound familiar, all of this comes from being in a resourceful state as you start your tour. Now in the dictionary, resourceful literally means to have the ability to find quick and clever ways to overcome difficulties. So getting into a resourceful state will help you to get things done, but will also help you think creatively, logically and rationally. And as with any state of mind, creating this state can be achieved if you set the right conditions for it. So in today's episode, we're first going to dive into what a resourceful state is and why it's important. And then I'm going to share with you some different ways that you can get yourself into this state. So let's start. What is a resourceful state? So this is where you feel calm, confident and collected. You feel good. Your mind is clear and primed. You're able to come up with ideas and make decisions. You feel you're able to cope with whatever is thrown at you. Now, in NLP, that's Neuro Linguistic Programming, a resourceful state refers to any state where a person has positive, helpful emotions and strategies available to them and is operating from them behaviourally. And similarly, Stephen Gilligan and Robert Diltz in their work on generative coaching talk about getting into a coach state. Now, the letters of the word coach stand for C is for centred. So that's balanced and confident. O is for open. That's open to others and what is going on around us, being outward looking. A is for being attentive, but also alert, aware, awake, paying attention to others and their ideas and the situation around us. C is for being connected, so that feeling of being linked to others and having an affinity with them. And H of the word coach is for holding, holding the space to choose our response and being aware of how we are feeling and how we feel about feeling that way. So what's the opposite? What is a non-resourceful state? What would it be like to show up in a non-resourceful state? So this is when you feel perhaps tired, tense, or anxious. You might be unwell, you might be jet-lagged, you might even be hungry. You might be foggy or worried. In this state, we feel less able to cope with things. We might be less productive in our work, we might be less creative, or we might even feel lacking in confidence. And any mistakes that happen might feel like a big deal too. Now, in Gilligan and Dilt's work, they call this the crash state. So it's the opposite of the coach state is crash. And this is when we are contracted, reactive, we have analysis, paralysis, and we feel separated from others. We may even have strong feelings such as hate or hurt. So you may recognise some of these feelings in yourself from when you're not in the right frame of mind or mood. So why is the state we show up in important? Well, When we show up to facilitate discussions around art and objects with people in the museum, we want to be in a resourceful state. We want to be in an optimum frame of mind, alert and ready to formulate questions on the spur of the moment, able to improvise when things go awry and able to concentrate on what our participants are saying to us. As facilitators, we have to juggle a lot of different balls up in the air, so we need to be on top of our game. And likewise, according to a really good book, Everyday NLP, what's going on on the inside shows up on the outside too. It shows up in our body language, in what we say and how we say it. And how we present ourselves to others is likely to have an effect on their state and to some extent on our relationship with them too. So if you're giving off or a sleepy vibe or an unconfident feeling, then your group may mirror your state. Likewise, if you're full of energy, at ease and on form, then that's likely to be contagious and the group will feel it too. So it's important to show up in the right state and consistently too, not only for ourselves so that we can do our best work, but also for our participants too. So now we've found out what it is and why it's important. How can we get into the right state So here are some suggestions so that you can get into the right frame of mind and the right state before every tour or program you lead. So number one, look at your schedule. Look at your daily schedule. What do you have to do each day? When do you feel at your most resourceful? Is it in the morning or afternoon? Likewise, when are you feeling unresourceful? What times of day does this happen? Now think about your ideal working day. What does it look like? Do you need to set up some boundaries in your working day so that you can show up in your best, most resourceful state? What you are trying to find is your biological peak time. So this may mean scheduling more time between tours or lessons or trainings or meetings or limiting yourself to certain commitments on a certain day or in the mornings or in the afternoons. It's about changing your schedule so that you can work at your biological peak times Maybe you want to think about a regular day off or perhaps the chance not to work weekends or an afternoon off. But whatever works for you, work towards achieving this. Plan your schedule and block out days or times that you don't want to work so that you can perform at your best when you're at work. Okay, number two, look at who you're working for. So if you work for several organisations such as museums, think about your preferences. Which one do you prefer working at? Can you give preference to that organisation? If you're working for yourself, how can you get more of your ideal clients? Can you carve yourself out a niche? Could you invest in a training and specialise in something? If you become known perhaps for your expertise in working with families or for how you engage people in objects and artworks, you can attract the clients that you want to work with. Number three, find your calm before each program starts. So this is about the 10 or 15 minutes or even five minutes, if that's all you've got, before a program or a tour starts. Can you take some time for yourself? So what you need to do is to spend some time working out what will get you into the right frame of mind for your commitment. Now, for some people, that might mean a quick blast of fresh air and a walk around the block. You know, I've done this and it works, even if you only have two or three minutes. Or it might mean listening to a piece of music or doing some stretches, or even a few breathing exercises for a minute to get more oxygen into your body. Or perhaps some visualisations, thinking about a time when you're at your best and paying attention to how that felt for you. For me, I need to find at least 5 to 10 minutes away from my computer and I might go for a walk, I might do a bit of stretching or just listen to some music with my eyes closed. I find I need to switch my brain off for a bit so that I can arrive fresh for my next my next meeting or training or discussion. Find what works for you, but investing in those five, 10 or 15 minutes will mean you arrive calmly and this will help you to be in the right state for the rest of your programme. Okay, number four, create a ritual. Now, you might want to do this to help your brain and yourself to get in the right state and you can do this by creating a ritual. This is when you do the same thing every time before you start a programme or a tour and this will act as a trigger or a mental cue for you to know that you're getting yourself in the right state for your upcoming programme. So, this might be the action of putting your phone on silent, having a quick snack, and listening to some music or doing some breathing, as we just talked about. But every time you do this ritual, you're sending your brain a signal that you're about to start a tour, a program, or whatever. And this will help your brain to get into the right zone. Five, go through anything you need before you start. So think about the resources you will need for the upcoming commitment. Do a quick run through of anything that might be worrying you about what's coming up. So maybe it's questioning. Maybe you don't feel in the right frame of mind to formulate questions. If so, spend a minute brainstorming some questions about an artwork or working with some question stems such as the ones in the creative questions thinking routine. This is the same as a pianist doing scales before a performance or an athlete doing some warm up exercises. What do you need to go through in your mind so that you are clear when you start? Maybe it's timings. Maybe you need to go through in your head how long you want to spend on each section and where you need to be by certain time milestones. So that's number five, going through anything you need to before you start. And number six is about having a clear outcome or goal for the upcoming session. So this will help you to get into optimum concentration. What would you like to accomplish in the next hour, 30 minutes, hour and a half with your group? What would you like them to take away with them? What is the goal for your session? Number seven, perhaps you could work on your posture. Maybe stand tall, smile, shoulders down. Your physiology does affect your psychology. Now remember in episode 69, I talked about body language and I talked about the power pose. And that's a great pose to do when you want to feel calm and in control. And these all of these types of open body positions help you to take up space and send signals to your brain that you're feeling confident. They also signal to your group. you're in control too. So something like this, the power pose for a few minutes before may help you to get into your resourceful state. And the last one, take care of yourself. So make sure first of all that you are hydrated. It's so simple and so often overlooked. Your brain works so much better when it's not dehydrated. Drinking water is so important for your ability to concentrate and focus on your job, and also to speak. So if you feel sluggish, foggy, or low on energy, do drink some water. It's much harder to get into the right state when you're thirsty. And secondly, make sure you eat at regular intervals. Don't start a meeting, a tour, a program when you're hungry. Keep a snack within easy reach, something that you could just have before you start a tour. There is nothing worse than starting a program, a meeting or a tour when you know you're going to get hungry halfway through. Believe me, I've been there. So there you have it, eight different ways that will help you to show up in your most resortful state. I wonder which ones you're going to try. Do let me know. Now, before I go, don't forget my new resource, How to Look at Art Slowly. It's a free guide and it shares 31 different ways that you can look at art or objects it's a guide for anyone anyone who's looking for new ways to engage with what they're seeing whether you're visiting on your own with friends or family or working with groups and our facebook group for the podcast the slow looking cup we're now past 200 members we have weekly themes and regular get-togethers our next get-together is a festive one on tuesday the 6th of december so do join before then and you can take part i've put a link in the show notes for both of these so thank you for listening today i'll see you next time bye Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.